0: On today's PMEA's Take Note podcast, we are speaking with another PMEA member doing something really fascinating uh, that we want you to hear about all on today's PMEA's Take Note podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this edition of PMEA's Take Note podcast. Uh, As you know, on the podcast, we like to feature PMEA members and things that they are doing uh, of interest that might be of interest to you. not only in their scholastic community, but in their community community. So uh, I'm excited today uh, to be joined by Dr. Jeffrey Gemmel. Uh, He is assistant professor at Millersville University. Uh, And we're going to talk about some interesting things that he is doing in one specific program. Uh, We're going to get to that in a minute. But first of all, Jeff, thanks for joining us and taking the time.
1: Hey, thank you so much for having me. Really looking forward to it
0: so let's uh, i like to level set with folks and let's talk a little bit about your background in music education um kind of may work backwards what's your current position and and, and how did you get here
1: okay my current position is a coordinator of choral studies at the tell school of music millersville university and i conduct three choirs and i teach studio voice class voice art of choral techniques which is choral methods and do a lot of administrative work as well, including our big Glorious Sounds of the Season concert that's coming up in a couple of weeks. And that's what the posters are behind me. You can see the one from a previous concert.
0: Yeah. Tis the season, right? I'm sorry? Tis the season for the, for all uh, the concerts.
1: That's for sure. Definitely is. And before I was at um, so I was actually at University of Colorado at Boulder, uh, for a few years, and that's where I did a research leave that really led to the research that we're going to be talking about. And then before that, I was at Millersville from 2006 to 2009, and then before that, I was California State University, Chico, for a number of years. So I've been a college music education professor for some time, and, but I actually started out my career teaching middle school and high school. So I've taught at all levels, and I just love choral music education. It's a very enjoyable profession.
0: Awesome. Very cool. And I, I love that you've kind of bounced around a bit, but uh, kind of drawn here to Millersville for some reason. Keep coming back, which is cool. I love
1: Pennsylvania. You know, I've just learned that I love Pennsylvania and this, we're here to stay for good.
0: Awesome. All right. Well, we're glad to hear that. Glad to have you for sure. Well, yeah,
1: I should also mention, um, because it relates to our topic of conversation here, that I'm also director of music ministries at the Lidditz Moravian Congregation and I'm an organist, choir director, I conduct the senior choir. And I actually ended up getting the job in 2006 just because I was looking for a church position because I've always been a church uh, music director as well and just happened on the Lititz Moravian and it has uh, really set the path for my research area that we'll be discussing. So it's great to be able to combine school, church and community work all into one package. <laughs>
0: So yeah, let's let's go right into that then. Uh, you know, as so many things in life happen just by you know accident, uh, we ended up sitting next to each other at lunch uh, a month or so ago, and just started chatting. And you told me about this this project that you that you have going. So uh, let's let's see if I get out this all correctly. Uh, the Lidditz Moravian Collegium Musicum,
1: correct? Collegium, Collegium Musicum, Collegium, okay, European. Okay pronunciation.
0: So tell us, give us the what is it first. Let's start there.
1: Okay, and I'll try to keep this as brief as possible. So when I started uh, my church position at Lidditz Moravian, I've learned about the Moravian music tradition here in America, early American Moravian music tradition, uh, which is uh, many people don't know about. I think more people probably know about the Moravians here in Pennsylvania than in other states. But the Moravians uh, came here in the mid 18th century and they brought their European music tradition with them. And it's just incredible what they were able to do. Uh, As a matter of fact, it's often said, if you wanted to hear the finest music in the country during colonial times, you would go to a Moravian church. Uh, They were very refined in what they were able to do. So when I started my church position and was singing all these great Moravian anthems from their tradition, it, it made me interested as a researcher in looking more deeply into that music. And so that's where it all started. I then, in 2009, went to University of Colorado Boulder and took a position there, and uh, research became more serious. And then I really started getting into this composer, Johannes Herbst, who served the Moravian congregation from 1791 to 1811 and wrote over 30 beautiful choral orchestral anthems because the Moravians would bring the string orchestra, especially, into church on special occasions, sometimes supplemented by winds or brass. Uh, And so they had this choral orchestral tradition, these beautiful pieces by Herbst. So I started that research at CU Boulder and then came back to Millersville in 2013 and continued that research um, and ended up writing a book called Luditz Anthems One, which are critical editions of this repertoire. So as I was studying about herbs, and then we uh, I wrote a long preface of, about the music history of Lidditz uh, to start the book, I learned about the Collegium Musicum. So the Collegium Musicum is basically a collection of musicians that would gather and play music. Not their church music, per se, because that's what they did on Sunday, and they definitely rehearse that music. But the other six days of the week, they were playing mostly secular repertoire that they had brought with them from Europe, or handwritten manuscripts of copies um, that were passed around the various Moravian settlements or communities, including Bethlehem, Nazareth, Salem, Liditz, And the Moravians were kind of strict in terms of what they did for fun in those days. And fortunately, music counted as An activity you could do for fun, so uh, they would gather and play the really the finest repertoire that was being composed at the time in Europe, and it's amazing that they were able that they had the skills and were able to perform this music that was being played at the royal courts uh, in Europe, and this is mostly before Haydn, Mozart, and Beethoven. So it's the early symphonic repertoire of let's say like the Mannheim School or Carl Stamitz. And they would gather and play this music for their own skill building and enlightenment and and cultural entertainment for the community and as they were playing this repertoire they were becoming that much better of musicians so that when they played in church they could take those skills and praise god with that much more expertise and the moravian music itself is simpler than a lot of this more complex music but because they were refined in their skills, they could play the music and focus on the spiritual content of their church services uh, because they had really developed those skills through the Collegium Musicum.
0: So I guess one of the things that, is, that has come from the research is now you've put this more into practice, right? So you actually, you're, you're, you have groups performing this. So tell us about that part of it.
1: Exactly. So I read about the Collegium Musicum and I finished the books and volume two is coming out in 2023 and I was looking for another research project and I thought wouldn't it be cool to take that repertoire and all of this repertoire is housed in the vaults of the Moravian Music Foundation in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania and fortunately the Moravians never threw anything away. So there are hundreds of scores just sitting there on the shelf collecting dust. And I thought, what a great research project to explore these scores, make performing editions of the scores, and then perform them in some way. So every summer since 2018, when I started the Collegium, I spend all summer editing a whole program of scores to be played After I've done all that editing and entered all those notes into the computer, we then decide on a date that we're going to hold a collegium, what I call gathering, although you could also call it a concert. And we send the scores out to the finest professional musicians that we can find from mostly from South Central Pennsylvania, but also from other States who are really into this research, send them the music about three weeks ahead of time. No one's ever seen any of these scores before because they're basically unknown works. They've never played them. They've never heard them played all together. So for three weeks, they practice. Then we get together on a Sunday afternoon at three o'clock PM. We rehearse for two and a half hours. Then we eat dinner and then we present them in concert. So it's, it's, it's fun research because you not only have the, the scores that I've produced, you know, which look great and that's good academic research, but also the performers learn how to play these. The musicians get together. It's really exciting to hear the music come together. They've worked so hard and they take it so seriously that the rehearsals go very well. And then to be able to share that music uh, with the community and with an audience that really adores it, we're really building quite a fan base, they get to hear it. Uh, And so, you know, it's not just on paper, you actually hear the music come to life. And the history behind it is very interesting. So our motto is history you can hear, because although the music is very interesting and it's great, the history behind it is every bit as interesting. And we're actually playing this music in in the exact spaces where the music was performed uh, in the mid-18th century, early 19th century. So it's really exciting on a number of fronts.
0: So I want to come back to the rehearsal part in a minute because I'm just I'm fascinated by that. But but back to this history, you can hear part. So as you're pulling these scores out and, you know, you've done some research and, you know, it, like it, it's part of then what you're doing for that audience there. You know, you're teaching a, about, uh, you know, I, I guess a, a, a whole number of things. Can you kind of tell us a little bit about what then what you're teaching? Is it specific to the piece of music that you've chosen or, or what are you teaching?
1: Well, you know, this is why we call it a gathering rather than a concert, because I like to treat it as though it is a collegium music, music and getting together, uh, like they would in the old days. And we're really playing this music to, to see what it sounds like, and so it's kind of informal. So while the concert is going on, I, I have a really, um, you know, comprehensive program where I write a lot of program notes uh, to teach them about the history of the the Luditz community, and about how the collegium works like we've been talking about, but also about the the actual music that we're doing. And I really select the music, uh, there's so much music to choose from, but there's such a variety of repertoire that includes everything from the earliest symphonic repertoire by unknown composers, then we have what are called parthia or harmonie musique, which is basically wind repertoire, there's lots and lots of solos, duets, trios. We usually have a concert in our fellowship hall where we have a 1787 David Tannenberg organ. So, and that's the first thing that the audience hears is this this 18th century instrument. So it's kind of like, I call it a time traveling adventure because you really feel a particular time and place And you're listening to this music and you're learning about the history of how it all works how it was all put together and you're kind of amazed that these early american moravians were able to perform this music uh that was at such a high level and again here in like the wilds of south central pennsylvania and no one knows this history, really. Like it's not discussed like music majors who studied music and all the music education majors that are listening and the music performance majors or, you know, you don't really learn about this in music history. So I really feel like we're, we're uncovering new information, new things, new repertoire uh, that people would be excited to perform. And so I do make these scores available to anyone uh, who's interested.
0: Okay, so uh, how can people get in touch with you to find if they were, if they are interested?
1: Well, I share all of this uh, research as as well as uh, uh, lots of other things on. I have a blog. Uh, it's called Jeffrey Gemmel's Repository of Artful Things. It's gemmel-post.com. That's G-E-M-M-E-L-L post That's plural. P-O-S-T-S dot com, and you can see uh, highlights and excerpts from from all our different collegium concerts. Uh, you can see actually examples of my woodworking because that's artful things. Uh, there's also a uh, lots there uh, from Millersville University. All the students, you know, have the the, the blog site memorized or even selling t-shirts this semester that says gimmel postcom <laughs> they are really into it. And that wasn't my idea, that was their idea for a fundraiser. So if you go to my blog, you can, you know, see examples of all the things that we're talking about and this music is very accessible for many levels of players i would say from really fine middle school players could play some of these pieces all the way through high school and of course college and it's a great way to add something completely new and different in your program
0: yeah, for sure. Um, let me go back to this. You you hit on it a little bit about uh, you know there's just so much music and and you're selecting it. So you know how are you then making the selection for what will be played at the next gathering? I mean, is there is there a rhyme to your reason for what you're picking, or is it this is next on the shelf? What's the what's the what's in your head there?
1: Well, first of all, I have to make sure that I passionately love the music that I'm conducting. (laughs) So, you know, I have lots and lots of examples of, and the archives are very kind about uh, allowing me to come to the archives and and take photos uh, on my phone or iPod or iPad um, of the various scores. Uh, So I have lots to choose from. And then, you know, I just start editing, and um, it really is kind of subjective. Oftentimes there are themes, though. Like, for example, the last concert um, we had on October 9th, Really, I've we've played a lot of Moravian music, um, music composed by Moravians in these concerts. So this last concert, I really focused on, on non-Moravian music and also choral music. There's not a whole lot of choral music in the Collegium collection, but we did a, a piece by Johann Gottlieb Naumann, his Der 96 Psalm, which is the setting of the 96 Psalm. But it's like a 18 minute, uh, five movement piece uh, that was really not very easy, and very Lutheran, because he was a Dresden composer, and then I brought in the Millersville uh, University, the Tel School Chorale, which is our most select ensemble, and so they were there to perform uh, the piece, um, and so it was very exciting to hear what kind of non-Moravian church music sounded like, which is much more complicated than early American Moravian music. Uh, other times, uh, we did, we have done... Um, Pieces by Johannes Harps, the composer I was talking about before, and um, we've kind of combined early American Moravian with non-Moravian music, so people can hear the contrast. But usually, I would say, just trying to be as varied as possible to showcase all the different genres that are available in the Collegium, and then coming up with a program where I can juxtapose these different styles and genres to make for an interesting program.
0: So uh, another area that I was completely fascinated by, as you told me about this, was the rehearsal. So you're saying, all right, you you select the music, you get it to those musicians that, that obviously are high-level musicians that, that you've selected to be in this group. About three weeks before, they come in the day of the gathering, <laughs> rehearse, eat dinner, and then go, go for it.
1: Go for it.
0: <laughs> so, I mean... Tell me about, I mean, and let's, let's be fair there. This is not stars and stripes forever. This is not something that they've played, you know, a thousand times. This is something they have never seen before. So what is that? What's that day? Like, what is that rehearsal? Like, Uh,
1: it's like being at the top of a ski slope and then being pushed down it. (laughs) (laughs) Spend all summer, like building the ski slope because there are all these additions that no one's ever done before. Um, Luckily, the performers really enjoy this. They, they are the, the finest performers in the area. They play for all the different symphony orchestras that are around and um, they take it seriously because they know it's risky. It is very, and so they come prepared, which is great. And then we put it all together and I'm a little nervous to start because the additions have never been performed before. So I really hope that, uh, that the additions are correct. I have a great team that helps me, John and Mary Lee Yerger, who are Lidditz musicians, and they bow the parts for me. They're both string players. And so they really help get the scores together. They double check things for me. And then the first time we play that piece, you know, we're all just hoping it sounds good. And 99% of the time, it really does. Uh, if there's little things that we need to fix, uh, we can do that. But it's amazing how well it all comes together. And it's exciting because the players have only been hearing their own part that they've been practicing. So this rehearsal is the first time they hear it all together. This last concert was about two hours. And it also includes hymns, like we always sing hymns to get the uh, audience involved because Moravians were singing hymns all the time throughout the entire day, back in the day. So there's always some hymn singing that takes place. But we really, like this last concert, we overdid it a little bit, but it came together beautifully. But the rehearsal went fifteen minutes over, because when you're looking at two hours of music, well, it's about an hour and forty-five minutes of music, and then you have two and a half hours to rehearse. That's not much time for each piece. So the musicians better come prepared. And unfortunately, they do. And it's really an enjoyable experience. And we get the same musicians coming back again and again because, like you mentioned, they usually go to these gigs where they've played these pieces. Maybe hundreds of times. And they've come here and they've never played these pieces together as a group. So it's exciting for everyone. And fortunately, we do have, you know, excellent musicians that give their best and I think everyone loves a challenge. And it really is. It's it's phenomenal music.
0: You know, it's fascinating to me, and and how awesome I'm sure for those who come to this uh, to be able to be sitting at the bottom of the ski slope, and and you know, and it, it was I'm sure they know all of this, right? I mean, you know, they've they've come before, uh, and and to experience that, uh, you know, we all t- we always talk about, you know, what what are you experiencing in making music and being part of music? This is kind of another way. Of truly living on the edge, you know, when I go to the symphony, I'm not really living on the edge because I have a sense they've played it many times before and I'm oh, going yeah. with the piece as they are. This is is certainly different, which is, that's that's fascinating. So tell yeah, us about they
1: what's- it. They're very enthusiastic. And when we're in the fellow, the last two concerts we've had in the church. So, you know, the, the orchestra is up in front. The choir has been up on the side, on the balconies up along the side above the orchestra. So the balance has been very cool. And it's been like surround sound, stereophonic choir with the orchestra down in front. But we're usually in the fellowship hall and we put the orchestra in the middle of the fellowship hall, and then the audience sits around the orchestra, kind of like at the Berlin Philharmonic, if you've ever seen their digital concert hall. So the audience feels like they're part of the concert. And this is kind of where the, the concert goes. It's very conversational. Like I, We purposely keep it less formal so that people don't feel uptight about having to be perfect with the music. So the players are very relaxed. The audience feels like they're a part of it, and we're all experiencing experiencing this history you can hear for the first time uh, in this century. And, you know, perhaps for over 200 years, you know, these pieces haven't been played.
0: Uh, this is fascinating. This is really interesting. I, I want to make it out to one of these at some point. I uh, appreciate so, that. So, I'm glad
1: you think so. Yeah,
0: for Please sure. So, so tell us what's next for the group. I mean, are you, so this, you do one a year, right?
1: Well, um, I have recently got my full time tenure track position back at Millersville. So now I've been full time for the past two years. When I was um, part time faculty, I had more time to do editing throughout the year. So we were doing two a year. uh, But now we're only doing one a year. Although this year we did two, we did one in March, we did one in October, but we'll usually do one a year, I think going forward. And our next big thing um, that I'm projecting, and I'm hoping it's gonna work, and I've been in negotiation, there is a um, Bethlehem Conference of Moravian Music, uh, Moravian Music and History. And it's in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. It's on uh, August 16th through 19th, 2023. And I've uh, submitted um, an application to do some research sessions on this repertoire, but we're also trying to put together uh, an evening concert uh, a full concert or, again, Collegium Gathering, so that we can share this experience with uh, the scholars and the general public that will be attending this conference. Again, that's in August 16th through the 19th. And I'll, I'll be advertising this on my blog, so if you go to gemel-post.com, you can read all about it, as well as other upcoming concerts.
0: Well, uh, fantastic. Thank you for for sharing all of this. Uh, this is fascinating. We love to hear uh, these these interesting things that, that PMEA members are doing. So uh, best to you in this continued work and your continued research in this area, but also as it's it's the holidays and it's concert season. So uh, best to you as, as you uh, continue preparing for that.
1: Well, thank you, Mark. And thank you for having me on. And I love PMEA and the work that PMEA does. I'm looking forward to the spring conference and hopefully I'll see you there if not before.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, we'll for sure see you in the Pognos. Jeff, thanks for joining us.
1: All right. Thank you, Mark. Take it easy. Thanks again. And
0: thank you all for joining us on this edition of PMEA's Take Note podcast. Uh, we'll see you next time. And we want to thank our sponsor, the Grove City College Department.